Welcome back to another episode of No Player Connected. My apologies for missing the, uh, the episode last week. It was imperative that I dress as an anime character and wander around a hotel in Minneapolis. But I'm back now. I'm back. And with that apology out of the way, I wanted to welcome back Paranormal Powerhouse Stell to the podcast. Hello! It's lovely to be back, hanging out in dark places with you. <laughs> Yeah, and there's miscellaneous groaning and shit in the background. As normal. Yeah, yeah. We just finished playing two hours of Forewarned. You can probably tell what game it is by the title, but tragically, 11 episodes ago, I was making fun of this game, and now I have to walk it back because it was actually fun. It's almost like when you play it more than one time, it's more fun. No, no. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm I feel kind of like a jackass. Is this your first public apology on the podcast? You know, I've definitely said things that I should have apologized for in other episodes, but I think this might be my first video game related apology. I will not walk back my cannibal remarks from the Dead Space episodes. No one would expect you to. Stell can you, can you tell the folks at home who might not know about Forewarned, what is this game about? This game is about tomb raiding, really, but also there are ancient Egyptian spirits who are unhappy about your being in their tombs, and... <laughs> you good, ancient Egyptian spirits? <laughs> When I say it like that, I think I'm on the side of the Magi. What are the Magi, by the way? They're ancient Egyptian spirits. They have physical bodies, but also they do spirit-related stuff. Um, most of the groaning and pots breaking and all the sort of stuff that you'll hear throughout the course of this episode are the signs that a Magi is unhappy with us specifically are there any signs if they're happy can we can we make them happy in this game <laughs> not that i'm aware of i should also mention that there is like lore in this game but you have to pay 25 gold of your precious tomb raiding expedition things per page to have it translated so I've got a cool new inventory belt and, like, some TNT, but I don't have lore. <laughs> I can destroy priceless artifacts with my TNT. I refuse to read. Oh, there is a... There's actually a page right over there, but I have to... Oh, I'm not gonna touch it! I'm not gonna touch it. Right. <laughs> he knew. Yeah, a little freak just showed up and spilled ectoplasm on the ground. I'm, I'm adhering to the code. We cannot test the ectoplasm. I'm not playing the game. The only way I'll play this right now is I might swing my torch to fend off a mummy. You might actually swing your torch to fend off a zealot of a car. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he just blew out our little torch thingy too here. Very rude. Sorry, I think we got sidetracked there. <laughs> so how are we... What's the what's the process of tomb raiding here? What can someone expect if they hop into Forewarned? There's really three main phases to tomb raiding in Forewarned. You have the phase that we're standing in but not playing right now, which is the bit where you run around the tomb and 
find things. You pull levers to open locked doors. You maybe sometimes blow things up a little, um, or a lot. You open all the chests and take out the gold and the uh, jars, the canopic jars, which are like actual mummy-related stuff. I think they hold internal organs and stuff? Yeah, snacks. There's snacks in those. You're really not walking back the cannibalism remarks, <laughs> huh? The, you know what? That I think people used to do that, though. What? Eat things from canopic jars? Well, eat mummies. Oh, shit! The Victorians did, yeah. Yeah. But it wasn't like the Egyptians doing it. It was the Victorians doing it, and they did a yeah. lot of terrible stuff. Yeah, the... The, what's it called again? The Zealot of a Cog. No, the the is it Magi? Magi. Le- Magi. I, I don't want to say gift of the. I, I'm trying to not say gift of the Magi. No, it's like the really hot one from the Mummy. That doesn't narrow it down at that all. That doesn't. You're right. <laughs> but a, a Magi. I'll remember. Yeah. What else do you do besides pulling levers and? Going through spooky corridors. Well, once you've done all of the investigatory stuff, which is really just walking around and keeping track of what specific ways the Magi is mad at you, like James said earlier that it blew out our torches, we would mark that down because extinguishing flames is one of the things, and it would give us a clue to who it is. Once you know which of the Magi it is, You can open up the inner tomb, open up their sarcophagus, and steal their relic right from their body. Which is, you know... Respectfully. Absolutely respectfully. (laughs) And then that triggers the second phase, because they are unhappy that you have stolen their precious artifact. And what happens is they lock the door out of the tomb, and they physically manifest. But kindly... Kindly, they put, or someone puts, a special glowing blue lever to get you out of the tomb. So you have to find that while evading the Magi. Each of them has a very different um, method of being physically manifested. Some of them you can't see with your physical eyes. You have to use night vision on your tablet. Some of them are horrific and mimic you or your teammates will probably talk about that. We're definitely talking about that because I've, I've only <laughs> seen two of them because we just had our little session here and mm-hmm. boy howdy do I know which one I don't like. <laughs> yep. One of them is just like a really big mummy. But anyway <laughs> they're hunting you and trying to kill you. You go and pull the lever and then you have a choice. You can either get the hell out of Dodge, or if you've gotten all four of the canopic jars hidden around the the tomb, you can go down into the deeper level of the tomb, which also opens up when you pull the blue lever behind you. And do a banishment ritual for the Magi. And that one, you do a little puzzle to get an extra artifact for using in the ritual. And then you do the ritual and you fight off a bunch of mummies. And then you're free! And the Magi is banished. Hooray! Who knew that uh, 3,000 years after 
these important Egyptians died, some random people would show up, beat the shit out of their mummy servants, and banish them to wherever the hell. I feel like we're probably British or American. <laughs> I was gonna say. Just based on, based on what we look like. I was gonna say more based on what we're doing. Oh yeah, absolutely also what we're doing. And how we're doing it. We're running around with TNT and um, a complete disregard for um, propriety and like archaeology. I don't know much about archaeology. Oh, 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 hit that with a... Yeah. That sucked. James has just fended off a zealot of a car who looks like a big Anubis fellow with his torch. He was definitely punching my ass because I'm up on a platform. He was a few steps down and he was just just blasting me. <laughs> so that kind of sucks. Hopefully he doesn't do that again. <laughs> It'll be kind of funny if you die and <laughs> Thanks. I have to run around and find you. Okay, I I will say this. Dying in this game is, very, is cool. very scary, but then it becomes so cool. Because you're on like a, like a barge going down this like river. And there's, I think it's Anubis, right? He's at the head of it and he's... I think it's Anubis, yeah. and yeah. he says some cool cryptic shit like, oh, guess you died, GG's. But if you look behind you, there's a giant crocodile following the boat with glowing eyes. And it's just very visually stunning. So... I'm pretty well. sure that crocodile is like a figure in Egyptian mythology, but I was not an Egyptian mythology kid, so I can't like tell you for sure yeah if someone can tell us what the name of that crocodile is you won't get anything but i'll say thank you'll you you'll get our appreciation yeah <laughs> but yeah dying is cool in this game and you can come back too uh they yeah. give you three options uh you can be mm -hmm. good mummy evil mummy or people again you can just come back as you it's the gift of osiris i wonder if that's osiris no I think it's still a new, but yeah, I Yeah, Osiris just looks like a dude, I thought. I feel like Osiris has an animal head, too. I think most of them I do. swear Osiris is the one that gets all chopped up. He definitely is the one who gets all chopped up. That's why he's, like, the god of the dead. Yeah. I, I don't think he's got an animal head. I don't know. You should probably cut out the bit where we just sound all clueless about things. No, no, I'm leaving this <laughs> oh, in. Oh, no! This in. It's not often I get you being clueless <laughs> recorded. I'm clueless all the time, but you? Yeah, see, even the Medjai's loving this. <sighs> Dude, can you tell us what Osiris looks like? <laughs> no? <laughs> yeah. Please, just sketch it out. Sketch it out on the <laughs> yeah, stone tablet. Yeah, you could probably here. draw, right? No, it's super cool. Um, and I, oh, hey, bud. Um, you get, you get to come back to life once. If you die twice, then the third door, the middle door that lets you come back is kind of blocked off and you have to be a mummy. Whether, whether you are a friendly mummy or a bad mummy is still up to you. Now, how many times can you come back as a mummy? If you die as a mummy, that's it, you're dead. Oh, what, what does that look like then? Because I never... Uh, I think you just spectate someone for the rest of it. Oh, okay. Or maybe you walk around but you can't do anything. I don't remember. It's been a while since I've died twice. Usually I come back as a good mummy and then I stay far away from my friends because 
You know how you were super excited about the torches lighting up? You can burn your friends to death accidentally when they're mummies. Why would I come back as a mummy as opposed to a person, though? Maybe you're terrified and you don't want to hunt for things. Otherwise, you probably want to come back as a person. As a mummy, you do not get attacked by things. Oh, okay. Yep. So you're invulnerable except to fire. That rules. Yeah. Shit, I should have been a mummy. And you can do cool things like... Well, you can do more stuff as an evil mummy. But as both kinds of mummy, you can see where coins are hidden, and you can see where living players are. And you can beckon, which is just like the mummy dramatically lifting its arm to tell you people to come by. And you can do the Macarena. Can can you talk as a mummy? You can talk as a mummy, and there's a voice changer on your voice, so everyone else <laughs> hears this kind of like, Come here! But super scary. <laughs> that rules. It's pretty great. That is that is awesome. Do you how often do you encounter evil mummy players? Um, it depends on who you're playing with. And okay. how I, I just mean you personally. Me personally? Most of the time my buddies come back as good people. I almost always come back as a good mummy. Uh one time last night when I was playing to familiar familiarize myself with the new update, one of us came back as an evil mummy and they're indistinguishable for, visually from good mummies, right? Right. So they played a long con and we got all the way down to the banishing ritual room and during the bit where we're fighting to save to protect the ritual table they killed one of our friends but he managed to set them on fire before before dying himself is that just game over if you get set on fire once as a mummy? Yes. Like, you're on borrowed time? <laughs> okay. I was gonna say, like, it seems like it would be really strong if you could just be a mummy and beat the shit out of people, but nope. also, if you, if you have a torch, yeah. Then you're, you're dead. Yeah. Do evil mummies get anything for their mischief, or is it just all for the love of the game? Uh, you have different objectives. When you're a good mummy, you get some XP and gold if the living team succeeds. Less than you would if you were one of the living team, but still some. And evil mummies get stuff for killing people or sabotaging, I believe. Like I said, I'm very rarely an evil mummy, so I'm talking based on memories of what it used to be. That's because you're a good person. Oh, thank you. <laughs> Although, God, that... That sounds horrifying. This game is uh, much creepier to me now that I know how it works. When I first played it, I thought it was just like a worse phasmophobia. That's what I thought it was going to be when I played for the first yeah. time. Yeah, and so now that I understand, it's kind of the reverse of what I normally have where like understanding it makes it less scary. Having made it further into the game now and knowing what you can run into, uh, freaks me out. And knowing that your friends can come back as mummies if they want to, and those mummies can be of dubious alignment. <laughs> Adds a little pizzazz. Makes it yeah, a little bit more freaky. It's interesting because, like, 
I do find that I am less scared in Phasmophobia than I used to be, even though I'm still kind of scared because I am a coward at heart. I'm... I... Okay, that's cool. I have not gotten to a point in this game yet, maybe I will, where I'm like, oh, I'm not scared of this anymore. I did kind of hang out on that ramp while we were playing earlier and just hope that you would succeed and find your way back. Okay, can we just, can we talk about that whole situation? Because I think that's what sealed the deal for me, that I was like, okay, this game is good. This yes, is a fun game. let's talk about it. So, when we were playing earlier, we got the Magi, and I apologize to anyone who actually knows how these things are supposed to be pronounced, because I'm betting I'm not doing it right. We got Ophris the Forgotten, and he is my least favorite, and I was telling James all about that, and... Excuse me, I'm speaking. Thank you. And James was just kind of like... Oh, sure, 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 so what, it can, whatever, whatever. <laughs> that is what I sound like. I speak like that. Do you want me to go more monotone? <laughs> oh, yeah. okay, yeah. whatever, whatever, whatever. <laughs> I did not say, I was a good <laughs> student and I was listening. I don't think I was whatevering you. I think you were li hitting me with a torch. That doesn't mean I wasn't listening. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, Ophris the Forgotten can shapeshift and look like a player. It has a lit torch, just like we usually do. It walks around. It specifically looks like your character model, one of the character models in the game. And I told James this, and James was still like, okay, okay, until we saw Ophris. And then James and I both spent a while hiding in a small room together. The thing about it is that it's really good at mimicking character character movement. I mean, it would be because it's like a model in the game. But it walks around and kind of looks around like you're looking for the blue lever, which is your goal here. And the creepiest thing that it does is that it won't attack you immediately. It will hang out with you for a little bit, and then it starts whistling. And when it starts whistling, you're a little bit fucked. You have to get away from it right then, or use your fancy Hekka amulet, which protects you. Hey, bud. <laughs> the pitter-patter of little mummy feet on the sandstone floors. Don't you love to hear it? Yeah, the, and so for our specific little moment there, we were hiding together in that room, as you said, and you had the amulet. We we talked about it previously. You said, oh, I have the amulet. We can stick together, and that'll ward it off. Yeah, and I was like, okay, I was, that makes sense. I was ready to use the amulet to protect James, because James, what did you spend your money on? I had a badass uh, divining rod. And was the Divining Rod helpful in getting you safe from the Magi? Oh, okay, listen, they're two separate tools for two separate tasks. I would not judge the capabilities of a spatula in painting my house. That would be erroneous. 
Um, okay. Also, I only found like two piles of gold with it, so it wasn't that good of an investment, I'll admit. Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Did it lead you to any trinkets and or baubles? I can't remember, because, you know, there were more pressing matters. Yeah, like Ophris. Yeah, so I watched you, and you, you said in proximity chat, because there's proximity chat, and then there's like little radio. Um, well, it sounds like someone's pissing on me right now. You you led it away, and I heard you say, okay, it's following me now, but yep. you it was you, and then Ophris, and then me, and I was worried that it would just turn around from you and go after it, me. And see, I knew, but couldn't communicate to you, that it likes to hang out with people, so when it saw me, it was going to follow me and pretend to be you. I think it was actually pretending to be me at that point, but who knows, whatever. Yeah. So I was valiantly leading it away from James because it was going to see James and I th had a better chance of surviving it. So I ran back to the entrance of the tomb and I know it can't get me when I'm on the ramp, so I ran up the ramp and I got on my walkie-talkie to tell James what I'd done. <laughs> Except then I learned that nowadays... The walkie-talkie doesn't work when Ophris is around. So I was like, I abandoned James. He, I left him in the prison <laughs> of this tomb, and I have no way of communicating that to him. And to make matters worse, Ophris was still running around every once in a while, and now he looked like James. So, behind you. Oh. Oh, you went away. Yeah. Every time I saw a hard-hatted, light-coat-wearing individual walk through, I was going like, James, James, is that you? James? And it was never <laughs> James. And it's weird because when I saw Ophris, he looked like you. And so I had to keep making a judgment call of, like, I would see you from far away. And I... I know we said that like it does a good job of mimicking us, but it it's always just kind of like walking, and it it yeah. makes like pretty normal patterns as opposed to like the erratic movement of a player. Mm -hmm. But there it was never runs. That's I think the key thing. It yeah. doesn't run unless it's attacking. Which I found out because it um it found me, and I ran around a bunch, and I tried to hide. And it cornered me in a dead end with a sarcophagus, like, in the center of the room. And I tried to do some Dead by Daylight shit where I was going to just loop it around the, the thing. But it started whistling, and it immediately pounced on me and killed me. And so I did the whole beautiful afterlife Nile River trip. Uh, and then I came back, and I found the lever that triggers the last stage of the game. But I was also... I got found by Bizarro Laura, the the evil fucking Ophris guy. And so <laughs> it, uh, it started chasing me, and it, it felt very cinematic because I saw you, and I have a terrible sense of direction, so I was just bumbling in the dark a ton. But I saw uh -huh. you, and you were going like, James, James, hello? And I just, <laughs> it's, like, it's chasing me! It's chasing me! Because it started whistling, and then, yeah. like you said, like it doesn't normally run, but I definitely heard like quick footsteps behind when me. When it whistles... It's gonna come after you. Yeah, like, you can kind of, like, BS it a little bit, and I do feel like it tries to blend in by not immediately going for you. 
but yeah, I just started running after a while, and then it it also started running. So very scary, very immersive. I I don't know. I thought it was amazing. It was a really cool moment in a video game. And then we haven't even touched on one of the things that it does, and it didn't do this last time I played this. Oh. It's been it's been a little bit since I played before these last couple days. It fucking talks. And it doesn't, like, if you were playing with strangers, it would probably be more effective. Oh, fuck. Um, he fucking hit me? I didn't even get a chance to hit back. Oh my god. He snuck up on you. I'm I'm okay, apparently, health-wise. I've got a med kit if you get yeah, if worse. I get, yeah, if I get down to injured. If I, but does my, that count as playing, James? I think we can... <laughs> I think that's okay. Okay. Oh my god. So... With Ophris talking, it would be better if you were playing with strangers, because I know what James sound li- sounds like, James knows what I sound like, but it says things like, where's the relic? Come closer. Where are you? What are we doing? And I hated every second of it. Yeah, it, see, I don't like it when... I can't remember if we talked about this in the Phasmo episode, but I don't like it when something, uh, like, in ghost shows, like paranormal investigation shows, something gives the ghost the ability to talk, like the like the electronic box thingy. Oh, the spirit and, box? Yeah, the spirit box. And so this was, like, that for me, where I was like, oh, God, like, it's talking. <laughs> like, stop talking. It's... Ugh. How did you feel then about the voice transponder? Is that what it's called? See, in this setting, this feels more like a like a monster movie. And so when I when I hear the things talk like kind of like at the end of the game when it's just like I will drink your blood or death is not the end. I'm like, oh, I it's will a- have my vengeance. Yeah, like that. It's so over the top and like evil that I'm like, okay, whatever. I don't really care. So you're okay with the Magi thundering doom? Yeah, that's but fine. Yeah, that makes sense. That's it. Does have a different vibe. The spirit box and things like that in different media. It creeps me out because it genuinely, I mean, not genuinely, but it feels like, oh, a person is trying to talk to me and they shouldn't be able to do that. Like, I don't want a spirit just saying, like, run. Hello. Like, I don't, I don't like that because it feels like it's reaching out to you. While this, while this feels like, oh, I'm this ancient fucker and I'm announcing doom. Carry on. <laughs> like, alright, that's not too bad. When, when are one of these guys going to attack you, by the way? I notice um, they haven't gotten I'm standing you. up here. You're hanging out while you've moved back yeah, by moved. me. <laughs> but you are standing on the stairs. Of course they're going to attack you first. You're easy prey. Okay, I don't know if I'm quite easy, but... Anyway, that was a... <laughs> it was an awesome encounter, and that's why I got creeped out more by the because again it was it was talking to us like it's trying to trick directly us directly to us yeah and it kept doing it like even when we were um in the we were doing the puzzle for the banishing ritual and it was still talking to us we could still hear it and i did not appreciate that yeah how does it have a radio <laughs> well i mean it's controlling our radio so okay that's true 
Yeah, because it'll something. It'll do proximity chat, but then yeah, it'll it'll hop on the radio and just go like, "Where's the relic?" It's like, wouldn't you fucking like to know? <laughs> you little yeah, weird. Get you away can't from have us. it back. Yeah, good. That 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 sealed the deal. I was like, this is cool as hell. <laughs> So, I do want to address the elephant in the room. Uh-huh. Comparisons with phasmophobia. What would you say to somebody who's like, I have phasmophobia, I don't need another investigative paranormal game. Why would I give forewarned a shot? I would say that it's a little less investigative and a little more exploratory. So, like, you do a lot of running around with your torch out, and if you're me, if you play the game like I do... You then occasionally remember to check things with your metal detector, or take out your seismometer, or yeah, hi, or pull out your voice thing and say, "Are you here?" to the magi and see if it answers. But it's not like Phasmo in that you're not constantly looking for the evidence. The evidence finds you more than in Phasmophobia. So people who are looking for a little more action-packed version of Phasmo, I think, would like this. People who crave the physical violence, like you get to hit a mummy (laughs) with a torch. Crave physical violence? Yeah. It's a good way of putting it. Some people crave physical violence in their video games. Some people are afraid of it. It's fair. But you know, honestly, I like that I can set things on fire when I'm afraid of them. Yeah, I would say that this game has greater heights of fear. Ophris, like that was excellent. But then like everything else, like the the little guys that run around and occasionally smack your ass in the hallway or the little floaty ghosties, or the spinning blades and stuff. I don't find that quite as scary as your average, like, phasmophobia hunt. And so it's, I don't know, I'm kind of in a weird middle ground where I think this game has higher highs when it comes to the scares. Yeah, the zealots, which are the the ass smackers, (laughs) and the... Like the snakes, and I think you you saw the spiders briefly, but we didn't run into anything where they were just scuttling around everywhere, which they do sometimes. Oh, I hate they're that. more they're more annoyances than actual scares. The really scary part is the bit with the magi, and it is still always the bit with the magi for me. Even I've played enough of this game that like comparably. I was much less scared in Phasmophobia at this point, but still always scared of the Magi, especially especially like Ophris, the worst. What was the other one we... Uh, Deacon. De- Deacon. 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 He, okay. Deacon. I know Deacon killed you, so that might be a sore subject. Deacon's <laughs> my favorite. Yeah, I mean, he. yeah, he did kill me. Uh, common thread there. I got killed by both of them, but... It happens. Very, very imposing figure. But he's also pretty easily avoidable. Like, Well, I mean, you caught me, and I'm pretty (laughs) Before you got out of the first hallway, yes, (laughs) I was there. Um, But he does big 
stompy, stompy footsteps, so you can tell when he's coming. And the thing about Deacon, for those of you who haven't played the game... Okay, now we're equal and you're still getting attacked more. Yeah, I don't know what the hell's going on. Not a fan of the podcast, I think. Shame. Deacon has very sensitive hearing, but very bad vision. So one of the things that you do is just you hear him coming and you get in a corner and you stay very still. You turn off your lights and you just hang while he walks past you. And that's cool. Deacon and I can coexist. One of the things you can also do is if you have purchased the radio is you turn the radio on and you run and he listens to he gets mad because of the radio noises and gives you time to escape. No, I thought you were going to say he listens to the radio. <laughs> he <just laughs> yeah, he's that. a he's a big fan of Top 40. Yeah. Loves the bangles. He killed me because I think I clicked my helmet on and then off once. And he just had my fucking number. He's like, what did you just say to me, you piece of shit? And then ripped my head off. And then, yeah, I <laughs> I came back and I got to see the poor vision in action because he started heading my way and I just threw my torch on the ground because in the panic, my mind went blank and I didn't know how to put out my torch. So I just threw it on the ground and hid in a dark corner. And I watched him walk up to the torch find nothing, and then go stomping away. But, dude, he, he's fucking huge. He's a, he's a big lad. Big chunker. Yeah, he was eating his Wheaties. Okay. Yeah, why? Did I, like... Am Bigger I... Than my jai? Am I, I wearing know. something that's, like, an aphrodisiac to the denizens of the underworld? Like, everyone just keeps coming <laughs> over here. They're making a beeline to you. Yeah, I hate it. Actually, what it is, is they're big fans of the podcast, and they would like to be on. They've got some favorite games that they want to talk about. They're definitely on at this point. Like, they just keep coming over. <laughs> what is your, what's your favorite stage of the game? I know you said that the part with the Medjai is the scariest for you. Do you do you go for the, the thrills and the, the scary bits, or are you a puzzle gal? See, I think one of my favorites is... Ugh, okay. I'm picking two favorites out of the three. I'm being really decisive here. There's so, only three, though. How can you shush, shush, shush. I'm being decisive. <laughs> I really like the running around, exploring bit. There's, there's some hidden things that are pretty fun and cool and exciting. There's also one bit, not in this tomb, because there's... There's a couple different base tombs, and then they're all, like, procedurally generated rooms. Um, but there's one bit where you get into this horrifying room that my friends and I have dubbed the Hell Room, where unless you know the secret, you can't get out unless you stumble on it. And there's a corpse that, if you look at it, doesn't move, but... The second you stop looking at it, it gets closer and closer to you. And then what? Then you die, I think. Well, I don't know. Is it like it touches you, you die? Or it like has to attack you? I don't know because I'm too afraid of it. Are you like the designated corpse stare then? I just mostly don't go in there. <laughs> but I did actually jump in there 
yesterday when I was playing because there was a Magi chasing us and it like takes you to a different, I don't know, plane of existence or something, but it was awful. Sounds awesome. Didn't like it. Anyway, so I like the exploring stuff, the kind of real thrill where you're testing all your skills and everything is the Magi hunt and I like that best depending on the Magi. So like, like I said, Deacon and I were cool. I hate Ophris. Aren't there like six of them or something? There are six, yes. So there's a Taimon, a Taimon, I don't know, who hates electric light and has like lots of eyes. There's Necref who teleports and if you have light, he will kill you. So you're hanging out with the night vision on your tablet and always knows where you are so you can't hide and if you look at him too long he kills you. There's Rathos and I think Rathos is just kind of boring. Rathos is a big mummy and doesn't like fire. And then Talgor is invisible. You have to use the tablet but you can't use night vision. When he gets close to you like all the color leeches from the world which is what? Yeah. Cool but also terrifying. A great way of knowing when he's near but you're hiding in a corner watching everything go black and white but he gets slowed down by speech and sound so you can just like shout at him and run away (laughs) so i think that's fun and i like the puzzle part of the banishment stage but I think the actual banishment ritual leaves a lot to be desired yeah yeah I was gonna say that the middle portion of the game very exciting feels very high stakes just in the couple games that I played with you very creepy I died both times (laughs) but you came back Isn't that the important part? Yeah, and then the puzzles are, like, mentally stimulating. They're kind of fun. But then, yeah, the the crescendo, the the end of it is, hey, there's some highly flammable guys that are going to, like, kind of walk at you and just press your mouse at them a couple times and uh, look out. Yep. And it's the newest part of the game. Well, okay, it's the newest phase of the game so maybe at some point they will update it to be better but honestly it's kind of boring it would almost be better if it stopped after the puzzle because at least that's then you doing something but I think probably the puzzles will get formulaic like I don't know I couldn't remember from yesterday if the light puzzle which I think is new. It was the first time I'd seen it yesterday. I don't know if that changes or is the same every time. I think it was largely in the same setup, but I don't know if it was identical. But if it is, then you just memorize how that works, and that gets formulaic too. Yeah, well, I didn't know this about this game until you mentioned it. You said that the the level layout is like procedurally generated. Yes, it is. Okay. So it's never exactly the same when you play it. You'll have, like, this is... There's, like, this temple, 
the one with um, the blue flames that you really liked. Right. There's a kind of Grecian-y looking one. There's five or six different ones at least. And the base room is the same and everything after that could be very different. Okay, well, I wonder if eventually they will, or, or maybe this is already the case. Again, I'm very much a novice here, but if they can do that with the puzzles, that would add, well, like you said, with the light puzzle, if it's different every time, that can, you know, that can add something to the game. And then if they can carry that on to the final battle with the with the mummies, or if they come up with some other foe that you have to fight, because... Yeah, fighting mummies, once you get over the fact that, like, oh, it's a dead guy. Like, if you have a torch, you you win easily. Yeah, dead guy goes up in flames. There were alligators at one point that you would fight, too, sometimes. But they're, it's fundamentally the same. You, sw- you swung your torch at them, and they backed away. Oh, okay. You didn't get the satisfaction of seeing them go up in flames, but... I mean, alligators or crocodiles, who knows? Not me. I think they're crocs. I assume they are. They're probably crocodiles. So, since you've been playing this game a while, although I assume you're not, you haven't played this as much as Phasmophobia. Correct. What's been like the biggest or most significant change? that you've seen with this game. Because again, when I when I first played it, I was like, oh, this is like a knockoff of Phasmo. It's going to be gone in like a year. And here I am two years later. Playing it for the podcast. Yeah, and enjoying it too. Which yeah. Which is more than I can is... say for Dead Space 3. Anyway, we don't need to <laughs> shit on that game anymore. Not in this episode. Hi, bud. Okay, so this guy's new. Actually, um, when you when you approached me for this episode, and I said there was a big update like three days ago, and I haven't played it yet. <laughs> that guy's the big update. There's a lot more stuff that happens in in the tomb now, like that specter. And according to one of my friends yesterday. The specter grabbed him and dragged him back to the starting room of the tomb. I didn't see it happen, but... So that's second hand, but maybe it can happen. Um, and all the, like, new big stuff, like the pillar shooting fire, and that bit where I levitated? Yeah! I... <laughs> that's all... Hey! Oh, hey, it's my compass. Yeah, I just, just compass. I decided to put it down because I was like, I wonder if that will do anything. Well, that was kind of cool. It will. Yeah. So that stuff is new. There's new and frightening stuff that can happen inside the tomb. But the biggest thing that I've seen would be the introduction of the banishing ritual. That, when I started playing the game, it was just the, just the two phases you got the relic and you got out and then they said hey you can banish it now and that added a whole new layer of complexity like now you have to look in everything for the canopic jars and you have to make sure that you find anything else like the keys that we had in the first game and all all that sort of stuff 
there's more to keep track of if you want to do that phase of the game. Yeah, I was I was surprised when you were like listing like all right, James, now we have to <laughs> we have to get four <laughs> jars and three keys. Uh, but also there's a lever. And I was just like, what? What are you just, Isn't there just like a guy and we have to figure out who he is and steal some stuff? You yeah. gotta do that, but also the other stuff. Yeah. <laughs> so, very, very cool that I, you know, by, I don't know, accident, happenstance, whatever, we, we're recording this right after a big update. I think that's really yeah. cool. It's awesome. And I'm sure there's more in there that I haven't run into yet. Like, I played through three or four tunes yesterday and nobody got levitated. Dude, I'm fucking... I've had it with these... How's your health right now? My health is injured. Okay, I'm dropping my med kit by you. Thanks. You're welcome. Alright. So, <laughs> what were we saying before I got my myself punched? <laughs> Oh, um, what's the mo I think I know the answer to this, but what is the most unsettling thing for you in this game? And, and why Ofris. is it Ofris? Yeah, okay, I just had to, <laughs> I had to formally ask it, because I don't want to assume, because we all know what assuming does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I hate Ofris. He's awful. I like to... When I see my friends, I like to know that they're my friends, and not an ancient Egyptian Medjai trying to kill me and when he attacks you he looks fucking gnarly too oh they all do yeah one of them like bites your head off when he kills you i mean maybe bites your head off i think i would survive given my track record my, <laughs> my zero out of two matches survived uh yeah you do great yeah pretty good okay i, I knew the answer to it but i just had to and you know same for me. Having to cower in a room and see a light source, which is normally, like, a sign of safety and, like, oh, you should move towards that, and realizing, like, oh, my God, please do not shine that in the corner that I'm hiding in um, and then start whistling at me. Like, there's there's several layers of anticipation and worry with Ophris. The, the first stage of, like, seeing them far away... And wondering if they saw you. Okay, now are they going to go in the same room as me? Is he going to start yeah. whistling? I think the light is kind of a big part of it now that you say it. Because you can see the light... Um, you can see the light ahead of when he actually comes by you. And when I was cowering up on that ramp, waiting for you to find your way back... <laughs> I would see the light, and then I then I would start talking and being like, James, James, is it you? I hope it's you. And nothing. No response. And that's how you know that it's not your friend. It's your friend's killer. Yeah, and the... Okay, hold on. I have to wait for this little freak to go away. It's also fucked up because the AI in this game, they can hear you talking. And like, yeah. and we decided to go, you know, not to brag or anything, but we were pretty hardcore, so we were talking in-game constantly. And so in order to do that check of like, hey, is that you, friend? Like, okay, now Ophris knows exactly where you are. And now you're being yep. followed by somebody. 
Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, it rules. It's creepy. Maybe you have feelings on this one. Maybe you don't. I was curious, though. Why do you think almost every damn horror game has puzzles in them? Why do you think they're so closely joined? Okay, I saw this on the question list, and I immediately formulated a hypothesis. And this is what I think. I think it's to make you forget about the scary stuff, so that when the scary stuff gets like jumps out at you, you're scared again. Because if you're sitting there thinking, okay, okay, wait, I have to get across this spike trap. Uh, where's my metal detector? I'll use my metal detector. And then a big mummy comes out and jumps at you. You're like, fuck, 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 fuck. If you're focused too hard on solving the puzzle, you're forgetting to keep your defenses up. Oh, okay. That's my hypothesis. I came up with it in about 20 seconds. Nice. It's like a game of peekaboo, where the peekaboo is when the parent has their face covered and you're doing a puzzle. And then the, the boo part is... Ah, a giant mummy! We are all babies with no object permanence. That is true. I have terrible object permanence in video games. That's a good hypothesis. I like that. Thank you. It's a way of keeping you engaged without burning you out, too. Yeah. And because if everything is scare, 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 you're either dead to it or you're like, I'm never fucking playing this again. Yeah, you start to just get stressed rather than scared. And Wait, am I allowed to swear on your podcast? I've sworn multiple times. Dude, I've sworn... I think I... God! I think I swore, like, in the first, like, two or three minutes. So, yeah, you can okay. swear. That's what I thought, but then just all of a sudden I was like, wait. I mean, once I send this to your parents, I don't know if they'll care. No! <laughs> but to, to build off of what you said there, I also think that the, the other common ways of engaging players, like, through combat or crafting or something like that, I think that gives players too much agency and control, which... Yeah. goes against the the horror part and so a puzzle is a way of doing something that isn't the spooky stuff without letting the player feel in control did it say no at you i don't know i, I block out people that disagree with me so maybe <laughs> maybe i don't know what that ghost said what it's yeah does. i think you're right i think that is a good way to give players some agency without letting them actually control their surroundings in the way that you need to stop them from controlling it when you're making a horror game. We did it. We solved the the horror puzzle Amazing. thing. Yeah. We're so good at this. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're kind of badass. I, I should be a game <laughs> developer. Oh, I have, I have one. Stell, are there any items in this game you don't fully understand? Just, you know, off the top of my head, I'm just wondering. You know, you, you seem pretty knowledgeable. <laughs> Okay, I don't know how to use the seismometer, <laughs> and I refuse to learn. I thought that was the one that you just point at an area, and it, it's like, people, there's an earthquake here. Look. It, right? Look, yes, I think that is how it works. But there's a specific number it has to hit. There's a lot of items in this game, James. And when you're playing with multiple people, not everyone has to know how to use every single thing so I'm really focusing in on the items that 
I need to know how to use. Like, um, the Torch. voice transponder <laughs> thing, the voice transmitter, the voice whatever it's called. The one that I'm so good at using, James. <laughs> and, like, the metal detector. <laughs> Which, you know, I think we all know what that does. Yeah, it detects metal. Alright, so you know how to use two tools in this. That's pretty good. Get away from me, god! Oh my god, I'm sick of those freaks. I sent it that time. I was like, <laughs> you summoned to me. <laughs> how is it? Yes. <laughs> I was just, Look, I'm just asking you questions. seemed... Okay, so... <laughs> the seismometer measures if there are earthquakes happening. You can also tell there are earthquakes happening because the pillars will fall down. Who really needs a seismometer then? Well, I think you made a really, uh, really good point earlier when you said that evidence, like, happens to or like, like things happen to you in this game. You don't really have to scrounge around too much. I was, I was very creeped out and surprised that the footsteps thing. Yeah. That, that came at us. One of the pieces of evidence for the folks that don't know is that you can just hear disembodied footsteps. Just someone hauling ass down the hallway towards you. And it's very freaky if you don't know what's going on. And the ghost wasn't like running far away. It was like right on top of us. So, mm -hmm. I uh, sorry, the, the Medjai, not the ghost. I'm getting my wires crossed. Yeah, this isn't phasmophobia. Yeah. <laughs> and like, some of the other things are it extinguishes torches. You'll hear a like wind blow and your torch will go out. Or it dis like disturbs tombs. James and I watched a tomb slam shut after I'd opened it. And you can also look at it with your tablet and see little like claw marks in it. Or reanimation. You'll know that happened when you see a zombie mummy. Whatever they're called. <laughs> a mummy. <laughs> When the vampires come out of their little coffins, <laughs> you'll know exactly what's going on. When the moon is high and your companions turn into a werewolf, that's a sign of reanimation. Oh, listen, you're you're giving away the goods on one of the questions that I have for you. Am I? Yeah, you are. But I wanted to ask, is there... Are, okay, because this has opened my eyes. Are there any other little paranormal games that I may have snubbed my nose at that you're you're holding out on me now? You, you've got these in a secret stash somewhere that I should be checking out. And, and by holding out on, I mean it's entirely my fault. I haven't been playing these. <laughs> I feel like we talked about this last time. I think we did, but I... Use that time to make fun of Forward. Yeah, you really did. Your heart wasn't open to new things. Sad, really. Um, I am kind of weirdly fond of Ghost Watchers, which I actually just looked at it to check the title because I have multiple things called Ghost something in my Steam library, and I see it got a bit of an update, so that's exciting. Magnet to the list. Alright. It's not like... Okay. It's not like a great game or a wholly <laughs> original game, but I'm a little fond of it. it. It's got some good times. I've had some fun in it. There are some that I have played where I have not really had fun in it. Ooh. Maybe something that, like, James said, 
Let's play this. Oh, it's gonna be I, great. Oh, I don't. You know, first I was excited about shitting on a game, but now I know that you're talking <laughs> about demonologist. Sure am. Which okay, but hold on. A little bit of a role reversal here. I've heard from reputable sources that once you know how like the puzzles work, because apparently there's a bunch of puzzles in that game, it like opens up more. But it wasn't super apparent. So I still, okay. that might be just not great game design. I don't know. Maybe we'll be back here on a third episode talking about how good Demonologist oh, is. I don't know. I kind of want our third episode to be Ghost Watchers. With a, with a title like that <laughs> and an endorsement like, and I quote, it's not a great game. <laughs> I gotta check it out. I'm, I'm looking at my Steam library now. Yeah, it's the only one I want to see. <laughs> Are there are there any that are like aggressively mediocre? Like just a De- like devour. Devour really? I saw devour in like a bunch of like a bunch of YouTubers played it, and I've seen other people recommend it. Are you just Wait. not a devourer? Wait, I'm looking at it now, and I might have been thinking about the wrong game. All right, well don't worry. I'm getting my ass kicked by a little Anubis demon man again. Zealot of a car. Yeah, James. Sorry. This is why they're all going. Listen, in. if someone's smacking my ass and I'm not asking for that um <laughs> I'm not gonna respect their goof ass title no I was thinking of pacify pacifies mediocre okay devour was okay but I don't think it was quite my thing all right okay don't play pacify I'm playing pacify I'm getting maybe pacify is good now who knows <laughs> yeah I mean these games are getting updates it... so yeah it's fucked up the games change and improve and make my opinions bad. You know, when I was a kid, games, you purchased them on a little CD from Walmart, and then they stayed the same. (laughs) Yeah, when I said a game sucked, it stayed bad. (laughs) My money was wasted, and that was the end of it. Damn these game developers and their ability to give me value for the money I spent. How dare they? That's fucked up. Alright, I think this was one of the ones you were able to see before. And I, I'm, I wonder if you ran the calculations like you did for the, the horror game thing. But this kind of ties in more to the Egyptology side of things. How long, or how, how old does a body have to be, a dead body, that is, before you can show it to, like, a classroom of children? I did not run the math on this, but I did read it. <laughs> and, like, I don't know. Okay, does the body have flesh on it? Because it... If it's a skeleton, I'd show it to a group of kids well, at, like, well, isn't that, a relatively young age. Isn't that weird? That, like, skeleton. Yeah. Obviously skeleton. somebody's missing this. They needed this to live. <laughs> yeah, but it feels better than showing them a fleshy body. Yeah, because I I taught 8th grade world history for a couple of years. And part of it was, like, oh, ancient Egypt. Here's what a mummy is. And I was a, I was making my lesson, and then I was like, I'm showing children a dead body. <laughs> like, this is a dead body that I'm showing them. And I had a student who was a Jehovah's Witness, and that's kind of like a no-no. Oh, yeah. They don't, yeah, and so I was like, hey, just a heads up, there's going to be a dead body on screen. And saying that out loud to a bunch of children really put it into perspective. That it is a dead body. And I was like thinking, is this respectful? But then also in the same breath, I was like, he kind of looks like beef jerky. So <laughs> that's going to gross you out. Look away. And that was, of course, the most respectful way to say it. I mean, 
Yeah, I mean he's dead. He can't hear me. So and he does. He did look so, like beef jerky. So I'm. He's dead. Is it okay to show his body to a child? Uh, Is it okay to show a body that's been dead for? Five minutes I'm gonna say 500 to years. I'm gonna say 500 years is my cutoff. What if it was mummified 10 years ago? Ooh. Well, if it's if it's wrapped up. Okay, what if it's not wrapped up? What if it's like one of the bog bodies? Do you know about the yeah? Bog I know bodies? about bog bodies, but a bog body takes way longer than that, doesn't it? It takes a while. Yeah. But okay, what if it happened 100 years ago? 100 years? Wow. Okay, but hundred years ago, and it's a bog body. Hundred year, hundred year old bog body. Um, I don't know what a hundred year old bog. I've only seen like the really old ass ones where they have like silver skin and like I think red it, hair. I'm not an expert on how long bog bodies take. <laughs> I feel like you're just before. deflecting from this <laughs> this question. You haven't, yeah, it you haven't did. given me an answer. It did. I don't know if you noticed there. I started asking you the questions. Yeah, yeah, I picked up on that. And I do love to answer questions, but give me a year right now. <laughs> What's the exact wording of the question? To show a classroom full of children. It doesn't have to be in person, but you're showing a picture of the dead body, not covered up with, with bandages or wrappings or anything. Seventh grade. No, um, I show <laughs> how many how many years? Not the grade level. Oh, yeah. oh. Sorry, I forgot. <laughs> I think seventh graders are ready to see just a dead body, hot off the presses. Um, they're old enough. <laughs> Is that your? Hang on, what grade are you teaching right now? Is that your official? Like, statement as a teacher of children? <laughs> yeah, da, 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 da. Well, this was in the past. I used to teach that class. I would show... Okay, I'm fairly fucking certain <laughs> we saw, like, pictures of JFK dead in, like, history classes. And that's what keeps tripping me up. But, like, we didn't, like, we didn't see, like, his, like, his dead body just laying there in, like, a clear picture. Okay, I would... S I like 500 years. <laughs> All of that just for you to copy my answer. I also keep thinking about the fact that you and I have both been involved with mummifying a chicken. We have. We have. This was for school. That, it was for school. I forced myself to cry at the funeral, too, that we held for it. <laughs> what was your chicken mummifying job? I don't know if I had one. Everyone in the class had one. I think I weaseled my way out of doing anything meaningful. This is also in like- What the fuck? Dude, this is middle school. I don't remember that. Listen, I moved on. Some of us moved on from um, middle school. I had to wrap the chicken in bandages, so I remember it. Yeah, maybe I delivered a eulogy or something. I don't know if that's part of the process. <laughs> Who knows? Yeah. We lost our chicken. I remember that specifically. Wait, what do you mean you someone's... lost it? Someone's job was to draw a map to where we buried the chicken so we could unearth it in the spring. And his map sucked. <laughs> Are you telling me a we middle did not schooler find the chicken. did not make a good map from scratch? What? What the hell? I know, right? I think we buried ours, like, pretty close to the building. So we were just like, oh, it's right there. We buried ours on the other side of the little creek somewhere. I'm I love that. Still there. Alright. Stell. Laura. Stellora. I, I think I flip-flop between these... Between your you have, between but. your aliases, but I have I have one final question for you, mm -hmm. and you have to answer honestly. Oh no! So we're in a book club together. Have you read the 
werewolf fucking book uh, for this week's reading. You know how I said I was going to read it last night? I do. I do, Laura. Yeah. So I didn't read it last night. But in my defense, I didn't read it last night because I played Forewarned for like three and a half hours. Which was preparation for this very podcast. Acceptable. It's an acceptable reason. Yeah. (laughs) And then I couldn't read it this morning, obviously, because I was also preparing for this podcast. (laughs) Alright, well... <laughs> I'll read it tonight. I'll read it tonight, James. <laughs> all right, all right. That's all I had to. I just had to really grill you on that. Calling me out in public on the podcast. Yep. Well, listen. I use the tools that are available to me. Oh my god! Much like the seismometer, which you're probably an expert in now, right? I mean, I pointed it at an area. And it told me how many earthquakes were happening per second. How many earthquakes were happening per second? Like four. <laughs> See, I think that's not high enough to meet the earthquake threshold. Yeah, the earthquake quota for <laughs> ancient Egyptian spirits. Yeah. That's how it works, by the way. You know how it goes. Yeah, open up a book That is exactly how it works. You'll find Do that. some reading. <laughs> open up a book about where Yeah, we're read fucking. a... Yeah. Oh, God. I hope that guy doesn't listen wait, to this wait, podcast. James? What's up? How are you liking the werewolf fucking book? We don't need to talk about that on the podcast. I do need to talk about that on the podcast. I don't want to spoil anything, though. You haven't read the section. That's okay. I just want to know how you're enjoying it. Uh, I'm not. Okay. <laughs> just know that I was, against my will, made to read this for our book club. So. Alright, speaking of things that we were made to read for book club... <laughs> How would you rank Dead Space Martyr up against Dead Space 3? Oh, Dead Space Martyr is better because I can read it nice and quick. Because it's like a quick and painless experience. Painless? Dude, compared to Dead Space 3, Dead Space 3 is like if someone took my dead body from like a minute ago and showed it in front of (laughs) a classroom full of children. I definitely felt some pain while I was reading Dead Space Martyr because of you. Well, now I'm going through a much longer, much more awkward book with the with the last werewolf. So. All right, that's true. I guess what goes around comes around. Yeah. Yeah, it sure does come around. <laughs> anyway, Stalorica Gaming, can you uh? Can I ask you to say the line now that we've talked about werewolves for a bit too long, I think? You're the one who brought it, it up. Is, it is. Yeah, it is my fault. It is my fault. Werewolves are on your mind. Yes, I will say the line, James. Wait, no, you won't. Do you have anything to plug first? Oh, fuck. No, I don't. All right, say the line. I plug nothing. <laughs> NPC, see you later.